coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. The name's Society. Nintendo Cartridge Society. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with ya. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Ellers, Patrick Ellers, and I'm joined as I'm always joined by my co-host, Mitchell. Mark Mitchell, how's it going? It's going great, Patrick. Uh, that stellar cold opening <laughs> has it gave me a great idea, because you know that they are looking for a new James Bond. Yeah. And in the news, like today, they were just talking about, you know, it's like a 10 to 15 year commitment. Sure. I have a great idea. For my next 15 years? Uh, I think I think they should... Just like Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen in Full House, mm-hmm. they should double cast you and I, okay, as James Bond. Yeah, I like and this. we'll like take turns. What, so are we? Do we take turns in like opposite movies, or is it like the same movie like every other scene? It just goes off, or just whatever scene we feel like filming. I think whatever. I think I think it, because there's two of us, we can. We'll just do whatever feels right. Mm-hmm. We'll both go to mm-hmm. set, you know. Yeah, sure. And uh, sometimes you'll do it. Sometimes I'll do it. It'll Here's, be fine. It's I've, the magic of movies. That is, the, it is movie magic. Of audiences can go along with a lot, right? Like, there, people are used to weird stuff now. Your grandma knows about Infinity Stones, okay? She can deal with uh, me and Mark both playing James Bond. It's okay. Um, I, I've always thought that they should uh, just get like three James Bonds making movies right now. Like, just get three different actors playing James Bond, get each one making their own franchise, and as soon as one of them burns out, you just start releasing the next. <laughs> like, just have them. Just just put, just put, crank them out. Yeah, that is weird. Why be so precious about it? Why not just constantly be making he's so James replaceable. Bond movies? Yeah. I mean, we're... The here's the the task that we are setting ourselves uh, with today, or no, we'll we'll talk about it when we get into this <laughs> section. Right now, you should know about the Sonic Forces borrowing program, uh, where you can borrow my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. All you gotta do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Give us a mailing address where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces. You play it for as long as you want. There might be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there. You can play that for as long as you want. Uh, and then you send it back. I pay for postage both ways. It's a perfect borrowing program. Here's another thing. That could be perfect. That's your five-star review mm. on Apple Podcasts. Five stars is perfect. Spotify or anywhere that you get your podcasts. We appreciate it so much when you do. It helps people find the show um, so they so they can hear Patrick's amazing Sean Connery impression. I don't like how much you're complimenting it. No, it makes I, me it, think it's it not good. It sounds sarcastic, <laughs> but I, I really, really loved it. Right. Um, and if you loved it, you can share it with your friends. Have them... Leave a five-star review. That's what we're talking about. Okay, we got there eventually. Uh, If you, Lee, or your friends, leave us a (laughs) five-star review on Apple Podcasts in the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we can see it, and we will give you a shout-out on the show. But if you leave us a review anywhere else, we can't see it. Uh, We refuse to see it, but we still want to acknowledge it. So send us an email. Let us know on Twitter. And we'll give you a shout out on the show. Uh, also, while you're doing that, you should uh, send us an email or hit us up on Twitter. Let us know that you would like to be part of our Discord. And we will send you an invitation where you can get in there. You can talk about cool stuff with cool people. A chill crowd of funny and interesting people talking about Nintendo. That's what our Discord is. Uh, does, doesn't that sound great? Doesn't that sound like exactly what you want to do? Uh, get in there. Um, the more, the merrier. Uh, Mark... We've got a fun, dumb thing that we're doing. Let's just get into it. Let's give James Bond subtitles to Nintendo games. And the reason we're doing this is because GoldenEye 007. It's back, or it will be back at some point in the next... Sometime this year, right? We think. We think. We think sometime this year. Um, sometime soon from the Nintendo Direct, uh, we, we, we learned that uh, the Nintendo 64 GoldenEye is coming back to the uh, Nintendo 64 Switch Online. Um, and so, like, we're just, we've got James Bond a little bit on the brain. I think we're just, it's a, it's a fun time to talk and think about James Bond. So we're going to randomly select some movies 
and we are going to determine what Nintendo game that would be that title would be an effective subtitle to. Right. But before we start doing that, I want to just talk about Goldeneye, the game that has put us in this position where we uh, are talking about James Bond, thinking about James Bond, and especially in terms of a, a, a video game. So, Mark, what is your experience with Goldeneye? Goldeneye is probably the, or has to be, like the first first-person shooter that I ever played, which is such an... I guess it is a first-person shooter, but it's such an insane yeah. thing to call it. Um, I mean, it's not that weird to call it that, but it does. It's it, it like it's just a weird twist of intellectual property and of history that like that's the genre that this game took. Like, why? What what about James Bond makes you think first-person shooter? I don't know. Is there anything? Yeah, and how did it end up being like a Nintendo first-party game? Yeah, I mean, tr- truly perplexing. And I, I think I think part of that is probably just the look. If there's there are two companies here that are involved that make the strangest decisions in the world. One of them is Nintendo, and the other is the Aeon Company, uh, the Broccoli family, who like runs James Bond's rights. Um, uh, and they both just make weird decisions. And we're going to talk about some of those weird decisions, especially when it comes to video games later in this episode. Um, but like, I think it was just two weirdos happened to be on the same wavelength at one at the right time. I also think that Goldeneye and I, I was, you know, like we were both kids when yeah. it, when Goldeneye came out, but it was a big deal because it was the movie or the game, the, the movie. I mean, both ended up being a big deal, but the movie was a big deal because Kind of like they did with uh, Daniel Craig. It was them like relaunching right the the James Bond franchise after it had hit a little bit of a lull, and so well, not just a little bit of a lull. There's a big gap between License to Kill and um uh, and and Goldeneye. Um, it's one of the bigger gaps uh, in like in in the franchise history. I think actually outdone by the gaps between uh, Craig's fourth and fifth movies. Oh wow! <laughs> um, but still, like it's uh there's there, there's there's just a big gap there, and you know uh accepting George Lazenby, Timothy Dalton uh, only, you know, has such a short run as, as Bond, the, the second shortest, only two movies. Um, so there, I think was probably a little bit of a sentiment of like, James Bond is over. And then like, here comes Pierce Brosnan with, with Goldeneye, the movie's a hit. And then this game is somehow an even bigger hit. Um, I, n- I never, what was your experience? Like I never played, I, have not we talked about this uh before i have not beaten the single player i have like dabbled with it but yeah. never played the entire campaign because it really was for me a a multiplayer game that i yeah. played sleepovers or like friends houses a like. perfect sleepover game yeah for sure where like somehow you had four nintendo 64 controllers and were just like crowded around a tv that probably comically small uh, you know looking back on it uh, and just playing around in, in those maps like um yeah th- that was the uh, i i was probably playing duke nukem 3d before um i was i was playing goldeneye but it was playing that on computers um but yeah well i wasn't a big first person shooter guy still i'm not a big first person shooter guy um but yeah I, I played the heck out of the multiplayer mode and just loved the um like there's so many characters that you can choose from in the game and so many like special weapons and all this kind of stuff that I didn't while playing it as a kid didn't recognize as references to like other stuff throughout uh, James Bond history. You know, odd job. Um, he, odd job is from uh, Goldfinger, Right. Um, and like the, there's a golden gun man with a golden gun is, you know, both of these uh, things jaws is in, is in the game. And none of that is from Goldeneye. Um, but just kind of cool that they like peppered in all of these like franchise Easter eggs into this thing, and I had no idea that that's what they were. Yeah, I have no idea how I spend so much time playing this game because I remember just like uh, my friend and I just playing two player multiplayer, and it's not that like I am so curious what it'll be like when it releases on the Nintendo sixty four Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah. Because it's gonna be a mess. <laughs> I kind of the think controls it might be. are are the controls are bad. The presentation is like, I mean, it's uh, the, the the presentation is good, but the technology behind it is bad. 
So, I like, think, it runs at very few frames per second. I'm hoping, because it was, you know, like, not all that often that I pl- was able to play with four yeah. people. Yeah. And I think with four people, it'll be, it could be the right amount of chaos. Yeah. But with two people, it was not, like, particularly fun. Yeah. I Yeah, I can't imagine it really would be, because it's just you versus your friend. Uh-huh. And did your friend own the game? Yeah. So you just got you just got destroyed <laughs> over and over again. That was a regular occurrence with video games, though. <laughs> but like you know, this game had like the proximity mines, and that was all very cool to like set those up. I don't know. It it, it felt like it was really inventive with like the way it made you play. The levels are good. The facility great, great level. Mm-hmm. I think about it anytime I play any kind of uh, multiplayer game now. So yeah, I mean it's. I don't know. I, I also never owned this game, so I, I never beat the, the single-player campaign either. Something I would like to try when it comes out uh, on uh, the Nintendo 64, um, Nintendo Switch Online, especially because now I do have the sort of like greater James Bond uh, appreciation. Uh, at the beginning of the pandemic, uh, my buddy Drew and I went through and watched each of the James Bond movies um, one a day. We did this for a month and a half um, because there are so many James Bond movies. Um, but yeah, so now I feel like I know I get it. Um, many of the James Bond movies are bad. <laughs> many of them are boring, um, but there's just, I don't know. Uh, what What is your relationship to like the film franchise? So I knew the, uh, like, I th- I'm sure I saw Goldeneye on video, but mm-hmm. Tomorrow Never Dies is the first James Bond movie that I saw in theaters. And I think I've seen every James Bond movie since then in theaters. And I, uh, maybe like 10 or 12 years ago, a friend and I tried to do a similar thing yeah. when we were renting discs from Netflix sure. and uh, to watch every James Bond movie. And I think we got right around like um, Moonraker and then fell off. So I, you were pretty close then. So, uh, yeah, there, there's only there's only two more um, Roger Moore movies, and then the the Daltons, and then uh, and, and then Goldeneye. Which you've okay, seen. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I I I could I couldn't I couldn't take the Roger Moore movies after a certain point. It was it was it was a and lot. There's a lot of them. There's so <laughs> many Roger Moore movies, and they've got. I mean, they've got this like in, in the first. I think it's the first two of them. There's this like. Um, Louisiana sheriff oh my character, gosh, yeah. Um, and like in the first movie, he's they're in the bayou, and like that's fine. This is a uh, live and let die. Um, and then in the movie after that, uh, man with the golden gun, he's in like Thailand or something. He's on vacation, <laughs> and it's just like the same. Uh, it's 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 awful. Like it's it's really really bad stuff. But I've never had like a deep love for the franchise. Like James Bond never really like spoke to me in any way. How about you? Well, I. I dislike most of these movies, but there is something about like the overall like aesthetic of it or just like the like ethos of James Bond that I do find compelling, especially, uh, you know, watching the, the, the Connery movies that they're watching them now. They feel like period pieces, like they're 60s movies. Uh, but like they're just movies made in the sixties, right? Right. Like, uh, they, they were contemporary modern movies at the time. And it's just like, I don't know. It's like uh, watching an episode of Mad Men where you're just like, wow, look at that typewriter. And you I, know. I remember really liking Dr. No because the um, not that the stakes are low, but that the uh, um, everything's grounded. Yeah. Comparatively, you know, yes. like uh, Sean, like James Bond is putting hair over a door frame. So yes, that way totally. he can tell if somebody like came into his room. You know, it's, it's yeah. so it, uh, less from Russia, cartoonish. From Russia than, with like, Love is like that, too. And it's really like at. Goldfinger that it like kind of trips into the sort of like campy James Bond, uh, and then as soon as Roger Moore shows up, then it's like forget it. This is just a straight up comedy. I do have to say, when you and I went and saw Never Say Never Again, that was one of the, it, no, uh, no, uh, no time to die. Oh, no time to die. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I have, I have Never Say Never Again. Oh, that's on, right. On the that's bottom right. of that's our right. list, uh, which uh, I'll explain in a minute. But go ahead. But you're right. No time to die. That was such a amazing experience because it. I had seen so I can't remember I had seen maybe like one or two like Shrek four when we went to you know see that in the theater that That's our right. friend had rented. Um, but like post pandemic, I had not seen that many movies or you know post reopening or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, and um, 
uh, No Time to Die, it was just like, man, like movies are awesome. Like watching that in theaters, it yeah, was just like, oh, this so is amazing. Good. Yeah. And I don't know, that that movie was uh, so uh, another example of like nice uh, callbacks and shout outs to like previous entries in, in, in the franchise. Um, Mark, you mentioned Never Say Never Again. Um, I Whenever I get a chance here, I'm going to just like inject some like little James Bond weirdery. Never Say Never Again is a movie not made by the Aeon Company. It is made by a, a, a different company that had the rights to the book that Thunderball was based on. So theoretically, this is a remake of Thunderball with Sean Connery back in the mix. And this is during the Roger Moore era. So, like, Roger Moore had, like, two more movies he was going to make. Um, and they just, like, sort of remade Thunderball, but, like, not really, and put it out. And he's, like, calling himself James Bond. It's it's kind of mind-blowing that this movie came out That's and so was weird. allowed to exist. And that they, that they got the original actor that, like, everyone loved and was missing during the Roger Moore era. And isn't there, like, a Casino Royale made with, like, Peter Sellers That's or right. something? That's right, yes, yes. Um, there, there's another uh, Casino Royale that predates all the rest of these movies. Um, I only have Casino Royale on our list of uh, titles once because um, I figure, you know, why, why put it on there twice? Um, but, Mark, uh, I, I think that the table is now appropriately set. We've got... Uh, 26 movie titles here that we are going to we're going to pick one uh, and then we are going to determine what Nintendo game it would be the perfect subtitle for. Uh, are, I, I can do a random number generator? Yeah, I have one up right now. Oh, yeah. One, one through 26, please. All right. Our number is 11. 11. Mark, this one's just for you then. It's Moonraker. <laughs> Moonraker. Okay. My mind immediately goes to The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. Oh, that's very good. My mind immediately went to uh, Mario Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Or even, uh, or even Super Odyssey, Mario Odyssey. Because he goes to the moon. Uh-huh. Here's the thing. Here, Here's the thing that I want to be careful about with Odyssey. I think Mario Odyssey could be like any of these, right? There are so many kingdoms. I think you're yeah. right that we could... Uh, definitely map it back if needed. So that's what we keep in our needed, pocket. Right. I so think. That one we're keeping it in the pocket for when we're like, geez, I just don't know what to do with this one. Okay. Uh, so Moonraker, um, do we want to talk at all about like what Moonraker is, like, is in the context of, of, of James Bond? Sure. So it's like a space station slash like a weapon um, that uh, James Bond has to like go up there and, and destroy. And Jaws, <laughs> Jaws is in this movie. Um, and he's in is this like. This one where he has a girlfriend? This is the one where he has a girlfriend. Okay. Um, and she's very small and he's very big. Uh, and they escape in like a little uh, like pod from Moonraker, which then crashes, uh, not even in the ocean, just like crashes. And they both just walk away <laughs> from it. It's incredible. <laughs> I, I guess one thing about Moonraker as a movie yeah. is that. Uh, you know, it does have these sci-fi elements. It does go mm -hmm. to the moon. And it is a little bit um, of, uh, what is the company, Aeon? Yeah. Like, responding to the to popularity Star of Star yeah. Wars. So, I don't know if that affects our choice any, and we're like, oh, oh Star Fox. Star is it, is yeah, this Star, Star Fox. I think it's Star Fox. Is Star Fox, like, the right answer for this? I mean, let me, let me tell you this. If there was a Star Fox colon Moonraker, I would absolutely <laughs> want to play that game. Right? Yeah, they take down <laughs> they take down like a space station that's like a super weapon. Uh huh. Like, yeah, that's I I want that. Yeah, but is it a good uh subtitle for any of the existing Star mm. Fox games? I don't know. I don't know either. Let's revisit Majora's Mask because that one like immediately feels right. The moon is uh something of a super weapon, right? It comes crashing to that, Earth. Yeah, that is true. Who is the Jaws of uh, Majora's Mask? Is it like that Goron? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's Majora's Mask. I I, I, th I think you nailed it. Um, uh, all right, so uh, uh, Majora's Mask is is Moonraker. Um, now I. In addition to the the list of uh, of, of movie subtitles, um, we've got like little uh, 
titles from different different categories of James Bond things that I thought we would it would be fun to just like do some of these too. Um, so the first category here is Ian Fleming short stories that never became movie titles. Now, should we read all these off so we know what we're dealing? Yeah, with? Yeah, it's a short list. So let's go. It's ahead. a short list. Um, so the the titles in question are the Hildebrand Rarity. Oh boy, Risico. <laughs> okay. 007 in New York. <laughs> I love it. And The Property of a Lady. Okay. Uh, I got to look up if Rosicco is something. Is it like a slur or something? <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank you for looking, Mark. <laughs> it appears to be, and it, there is a Rosicco insurance services. So I feel like we're probably. We're probably good. There. We're probably safe. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Okay. But good point. If we end up rolling that one, I don't know how we... Well, anyway, here we go. Uh, one through four. The uh, answer is four. Uh, the property of a lady. The property of a lady. Mark, I've got a, I've got a good answer for this one. Okay. And it's Donkey Kong. Because you spend the whole time collecting her, her purse, her umbrella, and the other thing, her hat. <laughs> You're collecting the property of a lady. <laughs> That's so good. That's exactly what the subtitle for Donkey Kong should have been. Not Donkey Kong 3. No. Get out of here, Stanley. No, Stanley, you're a bug man. We might find a we might find a spot for you here elsewhere. Um all right, that one that one's good. Uh let let's go back to the main list, Mark. Um we will now roll between 1 and 25 because Moonraker has been eliminated. Uh, the the role that I'm getting here is 17, which is of course tomorrow never dies. Ooh, ooh, tomorrow never dies. Now, can, can I just tell you one of my favorite Bond themes? Yeah, I really. Oh, I just re the, the the music. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I really like uh, the song "Tomorrow Never Dies." Cheryl Crow, I yeah, believe, is that's the singer right. of it. Um, yeah, it's a, a, like kind of a pretty good i think it's the best of the uh pierce brosnan ones yeah i think so too. i don't really like the movie golden Eye, i don't but, really either um but tomorrow never dies is fun it's a title that um the uh is is a typo title um that it was supposed to be tomorrow never lies because tomorrow is the name of the newspaper oh. in there uh, and someone typed uh, tomorrow never dies and someone else acknowledged like that is more of a james bond movie title uh, and so they changed it to tomorrow never dies it's like sifidius insidious it's just like sifidius yes it's 100 percent like that what nintendo tomorrow never dies okay i mean we may have to go back but is this Majora's oh, Mask? Oh, no. Oh, no. I think it might. It might be. Are they, okay, hold on, though. Let's just, like, quick, like, go through our... Uh, no, yeah, I think it absolutely I mean, okay, is. That, that's if we're... And put a pin in that, because I think yeah. I it, we might be leaning that direction. But that's if we just go off Tomorrow Never Dies, the title. If we want right. to get into, like, aspects of the movie... Which I don't really know that we want to. No, you know, well, he's like a Steve Jobs esque. You yeah, know, like, who's like gathering villain. information on. Uh -huh. I like Nintendo games. Don't usually get into stories that like sophisticated or modern, <laughs> right? Like I don't know. It's it's kind of uh, right. Yeah, yeah I, I, outside I of like Disaster Day of Crisis, I don't really <laughs> you know. Right, right, right. Um, I think I think you're right. I think this is Majora's Mask. We need to go back to Moonraker and make it something else. Yeah, I think I so. Think th I think we go back and make Moonraker Star Fox. Okay. Um, Purely, we're saying for the um, uh, and probably just the first Star Fox game. Yeah. 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 And that it's like chasing a, a Star Wars aesthetic. Yeah. Right. Like mm -hmm. I, I think that's that's a a, a big enough reason um, to 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 make that to make that work. Plus, like you said, if the plot of a Star Fox game was you know having to go go blow up this big space station, I mean that basically actually is the plot of of every <laughs> every, of every Star, Star Fox. Fox game. I also look. I want to see what Star Fox's version of Jaws is. Is he a shark? <laughs> Is he just like an actual shark? I think it's Slippy post-accident. What? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. I think something terrible happened to Slippy. He becomes like a villain. Uh-huh. And then a, a game later, he becomes like a funny villain with a girlfriend. Sure. Okay. I don't know if I like the idea of Slippy <laughs> having a girlfriend. <laughs> All right. Next, we are going to, we are now pulling from the John Gardner novels. Um, which were released between 81 and 96. So interesting note here, um, Gardner was writing novels in that gap between the Timothy Dalton and the Pierce Brosnan oh. uh, uh, Bond uh, movies. 
uh, movie series, and he did the novelization for *License to Kill*, which is the last um, uh, Dalton movie, and for *Goldeneye*, the first Brosnan movie. And in between, wrote fourteen novels. Oh, wow! So he really is like the bridge. He's this is the like bridge. The yeah. James Bond e like expanded universe. It is. It's the it's the JBEU. <laughs> um. 14 novels. Do we want to read through them all? Or yeah, just... let's do it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's go back and forth. Okay. Uh, so first one is License Renewed. For Special Services. Icebreaker. Roll of Honor. Nobody Lives Forever. No Deals, Mr. Bond. <laughs> Scorpius. Win, Lose, or Die. Broken Claw. The Man from Bar- Barbarossa. Death is Forever. Never Send Flowers. Seafire. That one's pretty good. Uh, and Cold. <laughs> Wait, which one is pretty good? Seafire? Seafire. I think Never Send Flowers is, is also okay. Yeah. Um, but some of these, hilarious. Win, lose, or die? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> James Bond goes backstage at the Disney MGM Studios where Alan Thicke is hosting Win, Win lose, lose, or, or die. die. I am generating a random number. It is six, which means we are assigning... No deals, Mr. Bond. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's a, a, a rule that I generated in my head when I okay. uh, when I was putting this list together. Uh-huh. Any of these titles that have Bond or 007 in them are bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard not to read No Deals, Mr. Yeah, that's just not that's just not good. But I'll tell you something yeah. that I think is good is Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. I mean, you're absolutely which right. I think should be that's right the subtitle. For Rusty's real deal baseball, no, no deals, deals, Mr. Mr. Bond. Bond. Yeah, I think that's I think that's perfect. And it, because it's you know, of course, in Rusty's real deal baseball, he's dealing all the time. You know, if you woo him with donuts and all that kind of stuff, but he puts up this facade of being, you know, I can't afford deals, Mr. Bond. I have children that I have to feed, but you know that you can wear him down. You and, and in fact, you almost like have to wear him down. Like they they do a really good job of not letting you pay full price for these things. Yes. Um, all right, that that's perfect. I think we did great there. Mark, let's go back to the main list. Um, which one did we do last? Uh, I didn't remove it. Tomorrow last. Never Dies. So number se- I'll take that out there. Okay, great. So now we're doing between 1 and 24. Uh, and the roll is number 18. Die Another Day. Another Die one another that could day. be for Majora's Mask. <laughs> Look, they can't, they can't all be Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> the the Bond movie titles are macabre, right? Like they they lean on death and kill and, and like all that kind of and stuff. And have a lot of like time stuff in there. True. Time is time is a, 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 a an ever constant uh premise in these things. Um Die Another Day. Is there any like famous Nintendo immortal that like like Kirby? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm pulling up our yeah. ha- uh, handy list of Nintendo franchises. Die Another Day. Die Another Day. Die Another Day is the last of the Pierce Brosnan movies, and it is absolutely bonkers. Like, it is one of the craziest movies I've ever Very seen. Very cartoony. Very cartoony. There's, uh, like, the son of a dictator who, like, gets plastic surgery to become like someone else invisible cars yeah there's there's a scene where uh james bond is driving a like battle car through a melting ice castle um so like it's just it's just full-on crazy yeah so maybe in that regard this should be a game that is equally i feel like this is a bayonetta game Oh, oh. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. just like wall-to-wall action, so insane you can't possibly process anything that's going on. Um, and, you know, uh, Die Another Day is the most like that of all of these. Uh, and I feel like Bayonetta is the the perfect, like, just chaos incarnate. I, I love that. I think that's a great pick. I also just want to mention that um, Die Another Day has the theme song from Madonna, where she like um, that's right. speak raps through part of it. Oh my gosh! So some of these songs are good. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so die another day uh, is going to go with uh, Bayonetta, uh, and oh, and that actually that feels like a perfect subtitle for a Bayonetta game. Bayonetta, die another day. Yeah, totally, 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 totally. Because you know she's like dealing with angels or some. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, Mark, our next like guest list here uh, is going to be from the Raymond Benson series of novels. Um, he did novelizations of uh, all the rest of the uh, Pierce Brosnan uh, movies uh, and was just writing novels between 1996 and 2002. Um, so we've got novels and short stories on this list. Uh, short stories? Yeah, there are there are actually a lot of like a lot of the Ian Fleming uh, uh, like works were uh, short stories as well. Um, Quantum of Solace is the name of a, a short story and uh, has it's like a quiet short story about him like going to a party, um, and, and like it, the fact that it's stapled onto what that movie is like doesn't make any sense <laughs> at all. Um, but there there you have it. Um, so Mark, you ready to read these? Yeah, down? let's do it. Okay. So the first one is blast from the <laughs> blast from the past. <laughs> not the Brendan Fraser. Not, mo- not the Brendan Fraser movie. No, uh, zero minus 10. The facts of death. <laughs> this is my personal favorite. Midsummer night's doom. That's very good. High time to kill live at five. <laughs> Double shot. Never dream of dying. And the man with the red tattoo. I like never dream of dying. That's never dream of good. never dream of dying is solid. The man with the red tattoo though, <laughs> don't care for it. Um, all right, so that's nine that we're rolling. Yes. Mark? Okay. Uh, and the answer is two. Zero minus ten. Zero minus. Well, this is brain age. <laughs> it, it absolutely <laughs> has to be brain age or like uh, oh uh, uh, yes yeah, yeah. It, it's just brain age. <laughs> Uh, good old brain age where we just ask you little math questions and you started to feel smart and then it told you that your brain was like 70. Yes. Zero minus 10. Uh, brain age, zero minus 10. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's perfect. When it's perfect, it's perfect. When it's perfect, it's perfect and you don't need to, you don't need to dig into it further. All right, Mark, we are now back to the original uh, James Bond list. So we have 23. We have 23. Uh-huh. I am rolling now between 1 and 23 and I get 10. Which is The Spy Who Loved Me. Now, this song, the song from The Spy Who Loved Me, is okay. Radiohead does a cover of it that rips. It's so good. I just, everyone I recommend go look, seek out Radiohead's recording of The Spy Who Loved Me. Who did the original? I don't remember. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't remember. Um, but, okay, so who in Nintendo would be the spy who loved me oh wait is this is the song from this one nobody does it better yeah maybe okay maybe that's it so that's carly simon okay yeah the radio it doesn't matter radiohead version is great (laughs) yeah (laughs) um okay so there's spy who loved me i have a hard time recalling the plot of this movie yeah i have i don't i have I seen this one? Is this one of the ones? It would have. It would have been before. Moon okay, Ranger, so yeah. maybe I have seen it. Um, I think it's the the second. Hold on, wait a minute. Uh, Spy who loved me. It's the third. Uh, yeah, it's the third. Um, Roger Moore movie. Okay. Here, here's here's where my mind goes immediately is to the uh, Splatoon two Octo expansion. Um, because you're like an agent, uh, you're you've got like a secret mission that you're going on. Uh, there's no romance in it, so maybe the spy who loves me kind of like falls off there. But I like that. I like because I mean you are definitely yeah. a secret agent. What about um, Metroid Other M and the relationship? we to and the sure, spy who loves me talking about mole. the relationship. Yes, yeah, yeah. And uh, okay. Yeah, they're right. There is a mole. Right. I actually totally forgot about that because I was thinking about uh, it would be a light mapping, but like the relationship between Adam Malkovich and Sam. Sure, sure. Yeah. No, I like that. I or like... Ba- or the baby Metroid that loves Sure. Samus. I mean, spy can mean so many things. <laughs> it can mean commanding officer. It can mean uh, rogue Metroid baby. It can mean the, the mole. mole. <laughs> Yeah, this is it. This is the answer. The answer is Metroid Other M. I mean, I guess it could be, spoilers, Metroid, well, it's not really a mole, or like a spy, but like Metroid Dread, where you have the fake Adam AI. <gasps> Ooh, that might even be better. It's, yeah, that's it. Let's do it. Let's do Metroid Dread. Uh, I, I got it here, Mark. Okay. The spy who loved me. Perfect. Okay. That that works so well. I love it. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, our next guest list here is uh, just sort of various authors novels um from 2008 to the present day 
Um, so uh, these are um, just a couple of different uh, books, a couple of different authors, uh, and they're in like different continuities. Some of them are like throwback, like period pieces. Some are like modern day. Um, but let's just go back and forth and read them. Uh, the first one is Devil May Care, Carte Blanche, Solo, a James Bond story. It's not the name of it. <laughs> Trigger Mortis. <laughs> I love Trigger Mortis. I think that's a perfect <laughs> I think it's a perfect James Bond title. Forever and a Day. With a Mind to Kill. And Double or Nothing, um, which just came out in August and is the first James Bond novel written by a woman. How about that? Uh, okay. Uh, so Seven. Be- yeah, between one and seven. Uh, I will roll. And the answer is number six. With a Mind to Kill. With a Mind to Kill. Okay, so I've never played this before. Great. But what about Eternal Darkness? <laughs> okay, what about it? <laughs> it's like a psychological horror game, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. With a mind to kill. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, Eternal Darkness is definitely... The uh, subtitle currently yeah. of Eternal Darkness is Sanity's, Sanity's Requiem, Requiem, but it could be a mind to kill, maybe. I mean, honestly, that that's not bad. You, you know what my first, my first thought was... Um, which Donkey Kong Country game is it where King K. Rule is like a scientist? The third one. <laughs> it's the third one where he's like a mad scientist and yeah, building yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. the the Franken K. Rules. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh huh. So, I <laughs> okay, actually, yeah. Do you know what? Hit the road, Eternal Darkness. It is absolutely the. Thanks um, for showing up. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's absolutely Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong Country, Country 3, three the colon, one, uh, yeah, with a mind <laughs> to kill. The one with uh, Kitty Kong. The one with Kitty Kong. Yeah, yeah he's for in, sure. He's in a mind to kill. That is uh, very good. That That's written by Anthony Horowitz, just so everyone has all the information they might need when reflecting on this later. Um, okay, Mark, we are now down to but 22, game, uh, 22 uh, movie titles. Uh, on our main list, I'm rolling it now. Uh, the title that we will be dealing with is number 16, The World is Not Enough. Here's, I'm going to give you my first, okay. my first sort of impression, then we can, because I don't, I don't think it's right, um, but my first thought was Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, okay. That, like, they start, like, wanting to be, like, big at the school, right. but, like, that's not enough. The world is not enough. They need to conquer the entire continent of Fold, Fold, Foldland? Fold, Foldland, I think is right. I, I, I like that a lot. I Here's where my mind first went, is, uh, like, Wario. Ooh. Because he's so greedy. Yes. So I don't know if it's like a WarioWare game. Probably like a Wario Land game. I think it's a Wario Land It feels Land like it could game, be yeah. like Wario Land 4, The World is Not Enough. I mean, it's it's almost... So the, the, the premise of Wario Land uh, Shake It is that he uh, is transported to the Shake dimension. And then he just like plunders an entire dimension. So like... <laughs> And, like, he gets to a point where he rescues the, like, princess or, like, fairy queen or whatever. Right. And throws her aside so he can get the sack of coins behind. Like, it's a cartoon where he grabs her and just (laughs) hurls her into oblivion so he can grab a sack and, like, shake it free. So I think it's Wario Land Shake It. The world is not enough. I I think so. That's great. That's great. Uh, that's Mark. That's so much better than uh, Fire Emblem. Three I think I, I think either would have worked. Good, yeah. but I, I think I think that's better. Uh, our next from the guest list is uh, the Young Bond novel series. Um, these came out between 2005 and 2017, uh, and they are written by either Charlie Higson or Stephen Cole, depending on uh, which uh, which it is. Uh, so we've got ten here. Uh, one of them is a short story. Mark, we're gonna go back and forth. Silverfin. Blood Fever. <laughs> Double or Die. Hurricane Gold. By Royal Command. A Hard Man to Kill. Shoot to Kill. He- heads You Die. Heads You Die is very funny. Um, Strike Lightning. And Red Nemesis. All right. Okay. Here we go. We are now going to roll between one and ten. Do you think in these Young Bond novels, he's like a... Because I think of like the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, so... You know, the uh, Indiana Jones in that series is like t- 13, That's 14, mu- you know? Yeah. Oh, 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 are you saying, like, is he like 20? Well, yeah. Is it like young as in he's a young agent? Because if you're 
thirteen year old James Bond. Yeah. Are you um a what, hard man you, to what kill? Are you, doing? Are you yeah. shooting to kill? Yeah, it's, 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 it doesn't seem like you would be a hard man to kill. Um but young Indiana Jones was hard to kill. We saw that in the beginning of um Last Crusade. Yeah, that's true. I, I guess I'm just you know like James Bond is so like suave. Yeah. And I'm just imagining like pimpled face thirteen year old, you know, James Bond. Oh, my name is Bond. <laughs> exactly. I'd like an ecto cooler, please. <laughs> exactly. Um the the he's got to be a kid because Casino Royale is like canonically the story of him like becoming a, like getting agent status. Yeah. Um. So maybe he's like a boardy. Well, I could look it up. I could inform right. myself, but I refuse to. I mean, this when when making up this list, uh, the the young Bond novels. That was the first time where I was like, do I want to read some of these? <laughs> like, would that be fun? Uh, I have rolled number three, which is Double or Die. Okay. Uh, I was really hoping we were going to get Red Nemesis, because I think it's got to be a Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> Double or Die. Okay. Um, could still be a Luigi's Mansion. Could be Luigi's Mansion 3 with Gooigi, right? Oh, sure. Or, like, uh, Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. Oh, yeah. I, I like this, like, co-op. I, I like the... Uh like the co-op angle yeah that the co-op is like a, a copy of, of 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 the character is is there is there something more so i i think between the two of those um no which one is better uh luigi's mansion three or partners in time well let me throw this out yeah i don't know that it fits but what about snipper clips Snipper clips is pretty good. Well, I guess snipper clips, you're not really doubling anything. No, in fact, you would have to have two of you. Yeah. And yeah. not only that, but like you're the the game itself is about like taking, taking elements away. Bits away, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um okay, all right. So not not snipper clips, but some other something else like in the co-op vein or where like you're creating multiples of yourself. Yeah. Is it like one of the um Oh, what is that? What is that series where it's almost like Lemmings, but with wind up like Mario toys? Yeah, March, March of the, of the Minis. Minis. Yeah, yeah. Or is it Kirby Squeak Squad? <laughs> I don't remember what Squeak Squad is about. <laughs> I just like saying it. Double or die. Mm, okay. What do you think? That's a that because that, that's got to be a reference to something, right? Yeah. Like well, it, it. It feels like win, lose, or die to me, right? I feel like um, it, it's like double or nothing, right? Sure. But double or die, so. Gambling in some form. So cards. May yeah, maybe it's just you know <laughs> the collection of um uh mini games that came with both Super Mario sixty four DS and uh New Super Mario Brothers DS. Remember those where it's like you gotta you got there's like a little toad like uh blackjack dealer who kind of like waddles in and then you played blackjack with them and then there's like you gotta find the right faces. <laughs> if it's a gambling thing. Or uh, clubhouse games. Or clubhouse games, double or die. <laughs> <laughs> like the violent version. Of clubhouse <laughs> really, games. yeah, really threatening. Um, what about po uh, I was gonna say pocket card jockey, but I don't think that's no, right. No, I don't think that's right either. That's a different kind of cards. Double or die. Double or die. What if it's uh uh we fit two? Is there just like a is is there just like a direct sequel that we can? Um... I mean, I think they just like We Fit Plus. Oh, We Fit Plus. What That's about what this? Was. What about this? What about this? The Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds. Yes, because we and I, I'm not going to spoil Link Between Worlds here, but there is a prominent double who you deal with the entire game. That is so good. Yeah, no, okay. that that's a hundred percent it. That's it. That's it. It's it's The Legend of Zelda: A Link Between Worlds: Colon Double or Die. All right, Mark, we now have 21 titles on our main list. I am generating uh, the number now. The number is number 12, A View to a Kill. Uh, this is a bad movie. <laughs> I, li I like the theme song, though. Yeah, yeah, the theme song is good. Um, this is one of the uh, late, late Roger Moore ones. Or it's the, the last Roger Moore one. Um, View to a kill. <laughs> is this Pokemon Snap? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to th like what what uh what Nintendo games are you like trying to get a view of something or like trying to see something? Yeah, Duck Hunt. Du <laughs> yeah, that is a view to a kill for sure. It's a view to many kills. You're killing many ducks. Uh -huh. 
So uh-huh. uh, Duck Hunt um, links crossbow training. Uh, why? Why is that about getting a view? Well, because you're like aiming. Oh, okay. All that right. yeah. Um, what like fatal frame? Splatoon. Oh, fatal frame. Not necessarily. <laughs> Nintendo funded a couple of the and they're they're part the of the series. development team, right? Uh, I I don't know. They might be. They might have been. I think. I but yeah, think I were. like Fatal Frame. I feel like that's perfect. Yeah, you to a kill. Yeah, because yeah. we get both the view part of it and uh-huh. we get and we get the kill. Yeah, yeah, that's that that's perfect. Uh, fatal Frame of view to a kill. Uh, Mark, I'm bringing up uh my. Oh, this is the last of our guest lists. Oh I'm, no! I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry to say this is the last time we will talk through a, a weird list of uh, James Bond subtitles you've never heard before. Um, but this time. <clears throat> it's Bond video games. Um, and these are only video games that don't reuse the titles of uh, movies. There's obviously GoldenEye uh, is a, a super famous example, of course. Um, but there are a couple other games like that. Um, but here are eight Bond video games that do not use movie titles. Mark, you can go first. Shaken But Not Stirred from 1982. From 1980. It's a text adventure. Oh, wow. Um, Ooh, that actually... I'm intrigued by that. A text adventure, like right? James Bond game? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Operation Stealth slash The Stealth Affair. The reason it has two titles is from 1990. Um, this is a game that, as it was released worldwide, is Operation Stealth. But in the States, they got the rights to James Bond. And so it's uh, James Bond colon The Stealth Affair. Oh. Um, this looks like a real crappy game. Another just like instance of like... <laughs> Two weirdo companies being in like the same space talking to each other at the same time and worked it out. So the stealth affair is what the title would be. The the duel from 1993. Uh, <laughs> 007 racing. This is a real thing. This is a real thing. Oh, yeah, man. From, from 2000. Uh, yeah. Uh, hopefully we don't draw that one. That one might be a little bit tough. Agent under fire from 2001. I actually played this game. Uh, I really liked Agent Under Fire. Um, then Nightfire from 2002. And then Goldeneye Rogue Agent from 2004. And Bloodstone from 2010. Um, Bloodstone does not sound like a James Bond uh, t- title at all. No. Nightfire, I remember uh, my family owned it for the oh, GameCube. Yeah. yeah. It was in the era where EA was making the James Bond games. Uh, yeah, that's right. Um, and I believe Goldeneye Rogue Agent is somehow like a sequel or prequel to it or something like that. I'm, oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what the, uh, uh, how, how that all shakes out, but, um, wait a minute. I accidentally did one through 10. Um, is there, wait, how many are there? Eight. There's eight. Okay. Here we go. Uh, number one. So we are doing Shaken But Not Stirred. Okay. Um, how do you feel about this title? Shaken But Not Stirred. It's a little too, uh, I don't think it's terrible. Right. But it's a little too on the nose, can like I, referency to yeah. James Bond. Can I tell you what bums me out about it? Is that it's the less elegant version of what he actually says, right? Which is just shaken, not stirred. And I, I mean, it must it must refer to like James Bond's mental state, right? Yeah, that he's shaken right. but not stirred. Uh-huh. I don't even know what that means psychologically yeah. speaking. Um, also, did you know that uh, uh, Bond ordering his drink shaken, uh, not stirred? is supposed to be like a way of grounding him as like it's I, I always have always read it as like a fussy thing that he's like fussy about how his drink is made. Um but to have a drink shaken and not like gently stirred is the more like you know bourgeois? No, well the the yeah uh, no the 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 opposite. It's the more uh, proletariat way oh to, got to it have, oh it's, it's of the it's people the working man's drink I see. Is, is shaken and not stirred oh that is interesting because like you so he's of, a little like rough around the edges he's rough like, around the, he, look uh-huh. he's wearing the tux he's at a fancy party but he's drinking like a dude with a nine to five right they works on the docks or whatever i don't know it should wow. be a beer but fine <laughs> um but yeah so that's that's what that's what that is meant to convey. Interesting. Yeah, I did not. Time. Yeah, I did not realize that. What Nintendo game is shaken but not stirred? Was there any uh, like GBA game or something like that that you? Oh well, we already did Wario Land shake it. Um, but like a game where you interacted with it by shaking something. Yes, by like, or I don't know if you sh- you shook things, but you could you like tilted it. Yeah, there's like the Kirby tilt and tumble. Uh huh. Um. Kirby Tilt and Tumble, Shaken, Not Stirred. Shaken, but not stirred. Not bad. It's not, not bad. bad. It's not bad. Shaken, but not stirred. 
And again, I don't know what it would mean for like a psychological state of someone right. who's like upset, but not, I don't know what, but not. Yeah, stern. maybe it's supposed it to be means. like, it's like uh, upset, like shell shocked, mm-hmm. but like still doesn't show it. Still, you know, like. Is um, it moved to action uh-huh. because of it? Yeah. Okay. So is there a, so it can't be a Luigi's Mansion game because he's shaken d- and stirred. <laughs> <laughs> he is both. Uh, well, maybe it's our good friend Mario. Okay, because he, you know he always puts on a brave face. He gets in scrapes yeah. for sure, tough situations. Yeah, but he uh, is not one to run away from danger. He no. runs head on into it. That's right, and he sort of enjoys it. Um, shaken but not stirred. Okay, so what is like the biggest challenge that Mario has to face? Like what? Shaken. Well, the the reason I was gonna say the, okay, hold on. I was going to say the Wii version because, you know, you have, like, the shaking that you have to do sure, when you Super bubble. Mario and like, Yeah, uh-huh, new uh, Super Wii. Mario Brothers Wii. But then I'm like, well, maybe it should be Donkey Kong Country Returns where shaking is actually, oh. like, part of the yeah, control to it, scheme. To its detriment. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's a pretty good call. Donkey Kong Country Returns is pretty good. I, got, I have one more pitch here. Yeah. What if it's... Uh, Super Mario Sunshine, because the game starts with Mario being arrested and thrown in jail. Kangaroo Court. (laughs) Kangaroo Court. It's Look, it's a farce, and like he's just got to put up with it, Uh, and they're going to welcome him as a hero, you know, just a couple hours later. Um, But that would be a scary experience, and it doesn't really seem to have any ill effect on Mario. No, it's it's true. And I think that's such a... Because... Mario, we just have to face facts. At some point, Mario's probably numb to Princess Peach being kidnapped. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, like, it doesn't have... It's a matter have, of course. It doesn't yes. have, like, the emotional terror right. that it would initially. But Sunshine being falsely accused, I mean, that's a nightmare. Yeah, and I mean, that that's like a knock against his reputation. What, what, Mario has a sterling reputation, and then suddenly these guys are like, you did something bad? What did, What is he... What? Did, why did they arrest him? Because he, because he made a mess. He, I think it's because like the, uh, because of the mess, the like shine that is right. over Isle Delfino right. has been, is gone. Sure. Okay. So they think he stole it, or that he just made the mess. I think he just made the mess because the evidence isn't very clearly laid out. <laughs> it's the the jury is packed against him. Uh, it's not even a jury; it's a judge. No, you're who, who just rules from the bench. Is he wearing like a big powdered wig? <laughs> He is. Okay, good. I, yes, he is. <laughs> so what did you say just before I said uh, Sunshine? Because I think that was good, too. No, I, I think Sunshine is better. Okay. I actually, I can't remember what I said. Oh, you said New Super Mario Bros. Wii. Oh, yeah. But that but that's like control scheme yeah. related. Oh, and not no, like but content. you said Donkey Kong Country I said Donkey Kong Returns. Country Returns. And, but that's like if you're looking at it from like a meta standpoint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like, okay, I am shaking as a player. I'm shaking because right. that's what the control scheme asks of me. But I am not emotionally stirred. I do not. This does not bring me joy. Right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah. so that's like a very meta way of looking at it. Right. Whereas I think if we look at the content of the game, Super Mario Sunshine. That Mario is in fact shaken but uh-huh. not stirred. Yes. I, I like this especially because we I went into this title being like, I don't think it makes sense. And then we made it make sense and then found an example of it in Nintendo. So I think, you know, hats off to us. We're doing a great job here, Mark. So I, I th- Yeah, Super Mario Sunshine, Shaken, Not Stirred, but uh, not stirred. Shaken, but not stirred. So good. Uh, okay, great. Uh, now we're going to go back to the main uh, the main movie list. Uh, sorry, just checking on time here. Okay, great. We're doing, we're doing good. Let's do maybe like two or three more of these. Okay. Um, so now we're going between one and 20. We are rolling number 16. Quantum of Solace, which really could mean anything. It could mean anything. In the context of the movie, <laughs> Quantum is the evil organization, right? The evil organization of like companies and uh, like the, the main villain is like a regular guy who looks totally normal and like isn't weird at all. Like that's what's supposed to be scary about him. In the original short story, Quantum of Solace um, is him like finding a, a moment of peace. Which makes something. sense, right? Because like... Yeah, I actually like that. Now that you've told me that the short story is about him having like a moment of like quiet. Right. Oh, that sounds like really interesting. Yeah. yeah like right? a finite, tiny, like 
amount. Right. That just like between horrible murders and like spycraft, he gets a, a, a moment of peace. Yeah, that's so good. So quantum of solace. So are there, I guess the, pr- the problem is that any video game doesn't take place in a quantum of solace because... Because you want to be having fun. Yeah, because there has to be like action. But if there is a video game company that is willing to embrace the slower speed, the sort of, uh, you know, connecting with like nature, I'm, I'm thinking there, there are two franchises that come to mind here for me. It's Pikmin and Animal Crossing. Yeah, and I, I lean towards, because Pikmin, I feel like the stories are generally about um, urgency. Yeah, right? there's like some survival. Like, uh-huh. yeah. and, but I love that idea of like animal crossing <laughs> animal crossing colon quantum, quantum of solace, solace. maybe the craziest thing we've ever said <laughs> and yet would would work perfectly instead of new horizons <laughs> yeah you yeah, wouldn't have to change true. a thing that's you wouldn't true. have to change a thing it's it's the exactly the same uh yeah so animal crossing quantum of solace do you think that changes anything about like the 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 gameplay or is it just exactly the same i really don't think it does yeah because uh there is nothing there's no real like ticking clock on animal crossing like yes you have to pay you can pay off your debts you don't even have to right you know what i mean it's all about like how you want to progress in the game yeah no I, i i think that's perfect all right mark we now have 19 titles left uh, we're not going to do them all, but here's the next one between 1 and 19. Number 5. You only live twice. Oh, boy. You only live twice. All right. There's no Nintendo game that I can think of where you only get two lives. No. The the um uh, Ghost and Goblins is not a Nintendo game, Capcom franchise. Yeah, but that, great that's, point. But that's, that's what I thought you, you of. You take two hits. That's what I thought of first off the bat. Although, you know, if you're talking about, like, two hits i mean mario the original is, super is, mario yeah. brothers he's you a have, standard two hitter yeah if you have like a super mushroom if you have a then or even a um like a fire flower or something like that you it still just takes two hits to kill you here's the problem we're talking about you only die twice right oh yeah right yep so I think I think we need to uh really dig into something where you're ha- where you have two lives mm-hmm and my first thought here is Famicom Detective Club. Either because you were, uh, do you have amnesia or something? You, you do have amnesia. Yeah, you in the first, who in you uh, the missing air. Yeah, that's right. Um, so that right, and then you have this like second life as a detective, or the girl who stands behind. Um, that like. There's this corpse buried in the school, right? And that, like, she still has this effect on people even after her single life has ended. Yeah. So I think, like, for either of these... Oh, that's so good. I love this. Yeah. So it, it, And it makes it kind of like, uh, especially, like, the girl who stands behind, like, it's, it makes it a little bit, like, macabre. Yeah. Well, and the, what, you that you only live twice is a little bit more macabre that way? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it, it makes both sound very um, macabre. I like that a lot. So Famicom Detective Club. Yeah. You only live twice. You only live twice. I, I like that a lot. Um, I felt a little bad right now just sort of spoiling uh the girl who stands behind but also like just play those games they're super fun <laughs> <laughs> uh all right mark let's do one more of these okay uh, how, how many titles do we have uh now we've got 18 18 okay, yes great. uh our final james bond title that we are going to be giving to a nintendo game is number eight the man with the golden gun wow um this movie is rough, by the way. It, it yes. Even though the villain is played by Christopher Lee and he's very good in it, like he's very big and arch and like I can't crazy. Remember why or is it just on on his lair he has this weird like funhouse type yeah, thing? Yeah, he's got his his lair is like a funhouse. Okay. It's on like an island. Right. Um and that part's actually kind of fun, but like the movie leading up to it, the like hour and a half before they yeah. get to that l- lair is bad and stupid. Who is the man with the golden gun? So few Nintendo franchises yeah, have guns. Deal with, yeah, like firearms. So Donkey Kong 64, Donkey Kong famously has a coconut gun. 
fires and spurts. That's right. He shoots you. Is Donkey hurt. Kong the titular man with the golden gun? Oh boy, is <laughs> is Donkey Kong or Diddy Kong? Because he's he's. Oh, I guess those are peanut guns. None huh. of them shoot bananas, right? Right. Okay. Um. Yeah. Is Donkey Kong the man with the golden gun? Huh. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Splatoon has weapons in it. Right. But not really. I would also never call any of the characters in Splatoon men. Yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Just none of them. Everyone is a child. No, 100%. I mean, again, going back to Duck Hunt. Yeah. You think, um, you know how uh, Queen Elizabeth had that golden Wii? Yes. Do you think she ever had a golden uh, zapper? zapper? <laughs> Uh yeah no uh Duck Hunt's not bad because then you would be the man with a golden gun uh huh that's pretty cool actually yeah it's like uh Times Person of the Year two thousand four two thousand five or whatever reflective surface it's, and it it's says, like you you. <laughs> you are the man with the golden gun uh Mark that's good let's use it let's let's use uh Duck Hunt <laughs> colon <laughs> the man with the golden gun I'm I'm having a good time so I want to do one more of these okay Mark, one more okay um. So this will be uh, 17. Here we go. We are rolling number 17 itself, which means... Uh, never say never again? Never say never again. Never say never again. Okay. Well, famously, right, uh, the way this title came about right. is because Sean Connery you know, had said, I'm not doing any more James Bond movies, had moved on. Right. And then uh, when he agreed to this one, his wife at the time was like, uh, you should never say never again or something like that. Yeah. Is how the isn't that how the title came oh, to I, I, I don't know. I don't know the wife part of it, but that's definitely true is that like he had said he was never going to play James Bond again. And then he did. Um, and this is actually the second time he comes back because he does a movie after um, On Her Majesty's Secret oh, that's Service. that's right. Um, after George Lazenby is just unceremoniously dismissed. Also, uh, sorry, this is a little tangent, and I just mentioned uh, Queen Elizabeth. Um, if they were to make a James Bond movie now, he would no longer, for the first time ever, be on Her Majesty's Secret Service. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy. So what they, sh here's what they should do. They should make On His Majesty's Secret Service and just make it a one-off. Yes. Uh, like... Just uh, test the new James Bond with you know no expectation of making sequels with him. Yeah, just do just do that. Who's this generation's Diana Rigg? Because she needs to play the Bond girl. It's probably like Anya Taylor Joy or Joy <laughs> Taylor, whatever whatever her name is. It's probably the same. Um, you mean the voice of Princess Peach in the Mario <laughs> animated movie? Oh no, that means that James Bond will be played by Chris Pratt. <laughs> Okay, never say never again. Okay, so were you driving at something as you were saying where the, the title came from? Because it made me think of something. No, I wasn't. The, the one thing I was thinking of was like uh, Nintendogs. Like you are, um, you know, like your your dog, your Nintendog. You're dog. The dog. <laughs> never <something> say <laughs> never again. Yeah. In this case, saying never is peeing on the carpet. <laughs> um, no, I th I th I think about someone who is. Uh, said that this is the last game they're going to work on for a long time uh, and then just keeps putting out like absolute bangers and is we all acknowledge now the only person who could possibly shepherd the super smash brothers series. oh yeah masahiro sakurai he is our sean connery yes and so never say never again has to be super smash brothers ultimate never say never again absolutely <laughs> absolutely right. Perfect. Do you remember? Do you remember what, what was it? Was it the Wii version that he was in the audience of Nintendo's E3 presentation and Iwata yes. like announces the next Super Smash Brothers, and yes. then afterwards is like, "Hey, <laughs> hey, will so... you do this?" <laughs> never say never again, man. Yeah. Um, all right, Mark. This is wonderful. Let's close this out. Before we go, let's recap all of the fun uh, 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 titles that we came up with here. Uh, we'll go back and forth. Star Fox, Moonraker. Donkey Kong. The prop <laughs> I forgot about this one. The property of a lady. The Legend of Zelda, Majora's Mask, Tomorrow Never Dies. Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. No deals, Mr. <laughs> Bond. 
Bayonetta, die another day. Brain age, zero minus <laughs> ten. Metroid Dread, the spy who loved me. Donkey Kong Country 3, with a mind to kill. Because King K. Rule is a mad scientist <laughs> That's in that right. Um, uh, Wario Land, shake it. The world is not enough. Link Between Worlds, double or die. Fatal Frame, of you to a kill. Super, Super Mario Sunshine, shaken, <laughs> but not stirred. Animal Crossing, Quantum of Solace. Famicom Detective Club, you only live twice. Duck Hunt, the man with the golden <laughs> gun. Bang! And <laughs> Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, never say never again. Uh, Mark, that was perfect. Uh, thank you so much for uh, to, to you, listener, for, uh, for, for listening to this. Uh, we had a good time. I hope you did, too. <clears throat> Hope you did, too. I'm coughing right now. I'm sorry. Uh, please remember to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed the episode. Please share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you share stuff. If you're in, like, a James Bond fan club group where people will tolerate Nintendo stuff, <laughs> share it there. They'll get a kick out of it. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apipetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.